Hey everyone, it's Marilyn Lori, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. I am a psychic medium, teacher, and founder of Membership for Your Soul and Soul Finder Academy. And today we're going to be talking about chakras and choices. And I'm going to take you through a really fun exercise that my guides downloaded to me this morning, all about how to make very clear choices using our chakras. So get ready to have some fun. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I'm recording this at the end of 2020, which as many of you know, whenever you're listening to this was a very fascinating year to say the least. And um, doing a special class on uh, December 10th. So if you're interested in that class, it's a bonus class, go to membershipforyoursoul.com and you can read about it. And if you go to this membershipforyoursoul.com at another time, you can still read about it. It's incredible. And there's many things that we offer there. But I'm doing a special class where I'm taking people out of 2020 to release what they don't want and to take, bring in what they do want. So many people have definitely had an experience this year where they got perspective, they gained perspective, and they got clear about what they no longer wanted to be, or they're still getting clear, but it's they have that feeling like, I'm done with that crap, and they know what they want to bring in. And so we're going to be doing a channeling exercising using clairvoyancy and clairaudience on how to release what we don't want, but bring in and continue to grow what we do want, and then go into a super powerful exercise for 2021 in creating more of the life you desire, if not the life you desire. So I say more than, or if not, because when I teach this work, I teach you how to visualize dreams and make them a reality, but also release attachment to them because that's super important because what our guides spirit has for us is so much greater than what we imagine. So you could check that out at membershipforyoursoul.com and read about it and join us. It's a live class. The first one's December 10th. And the second one, I think is the first week in January. I can't remember right now. But the reason why I'm talking about chakras and choices and why I feel this is so important is because the other night I, you know, I've been working on my own life. I'm always working on my own life and I'm always working on what it is that's going on and where I want to grow and what's happening. And I was sitting in my own bed (laughs) And I was talking to my guides about what I wanted to create. And I was like, I slipped in just for a minute. I slipped into that place of, well, why the frig isn't it here yet? You know, that kind of place. But it doesn't last long for me because I know that's victim and that's not going to get me anywhere. And then I was like, no, I'm ready to create change. And I've heard my guides say, like, if you're really serious about these changes, we need to push the envelope even further. We need to move this even further. And the other thing they shared with me, which I shared with my students and they were laughing, was they they remind me of all these great ideas they give me. And they're like, you want your life to change? Well, we keep giving these great ideas. We'll start, start acting on them. And I'm like, oh shit, you're right. So I was like, okay, I'm ready to push the envelope further. I'm ready to get clear. I'm ready to create and and make things happen. And it's just a very, very interesting process to go through because my guides are constantly working with me throughout the day. So I already feel I live a a really good life because I've created this life. And the one thing that I'd been working on was moving. So I recently moved to Marin about two and a half years ago. And this minute I got here, I knew it was just a stepping stone to the next place. So I, I go in and out of these moments of is Marin for me? Is Marin not for me? Is Marin for me? Is Marin not for me? And when I go into a place of Oh, it's for me. I mean, there's so much to be grateful for. There's there's tennis and there's hiking and there's all these things. And then I'll um be like, "All right, I think I'll just stay." And then something really fucked up will happen. Like 
and my guides do this all the time to me. They do this all the time. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to stay. And then I have a message on my phone from the Fairfax police department from, I can't remember the sergeant's name. And I'm like, holy shit, you know, and I'm a cop's daughter. So whenever a cop calls me or pulls me over, I get really nervous. Like I'm always like, what? So I, I pull over and I call the cop and they're like, hold on a second. And he comes on the phone. He's like, is this Marilyn blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, I, I have, it doesn't matter. And I was like, yeah, what's going on? And he's like, well, a couple of your neighbors called me and they told me that you're leaving poop bags on the street. I kid you not. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? And he's like, no, they just are wanting me to talk to you about the poop bags you're leaving on the street. And I said, look, I, it's so funny you're bringing this up because I remembered I left one on the street. And as I'm driving home, I was like, I've got to go get that poop bag. I said, I take my dogs out for a walk and they usually go and we go for a really long walk. And I sometimes forget on my way back. It's not right. I know it's not right. It's annoying. So I'm like, I totally get it. I'm so sorry. I will be so much more conscious and I will not leave the poop bags on the street. But I was like, who was it? And they were like, he was like, well, I'm not going to say, but I do have pictures. What? You have pictures? I was like, it, the, as the conversation went on, I became more and more flabbergasted. And then I was like, okay, you have pictures. So I'm assuming it's somebody with a video camera. I don't know what the frig, I don't know how they're watching me. And I was like, well, why didn't they just come knock on my door and tell me? And he said, well, they didn't really want to cause any trouble. And I'm like, what? But they called the cops. Like, it just seems so insane. So, yeah, you don't have to write in and tell me it's wrong to leave poop bags on the street. I completely agree. It was something I had to get conscious to. But I can guarantee you, if you knocked on my door and told me, I'd be like, oh, my goodness, you're so right. I forget sometimes. So I don't forget anymore. And I don't leave them. So anyway, with that said, those are moments like that where I'm like, okay, you definitely want me to leave Marin because that's fucked up, in my opinion, to call the cops. And the fact that I live in such a small town that the cop would call me. Like if this was in LA, they would they'd be like, what are you nuts, lady? You know, whoever was calling and sending in pictures of me and my poop bags. So these are the things that happen. And I, I, I'm torn between this on this move because it's not very clear to me what I'm supposed to be doing. And I really do have a great life here. And while I was doing my searching as to where to go, I decided to call an astrologer. And I don't really believe in astrology. And but I'm not against astrology. Like I bring astrologers into membership for your soul to teach classes because it really works for some people. But for me, it doesn't work. And the reason why it doesn't work for me is because I really believe in free will. And I don't want to get into huge debates about this with people because whatever you believe in is right for you. So this is my belief. And if it's right for you, great. If it's not right for you, that's great too. And so I would rather, I just like communicating with the planets direct with their organic energy. I'm always like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? You know, you read the horoscope and then you have a bad day because it says you're going to have a bad day or don't even get me started with other things that go on. So I'm not really an astrology follower, but like I said, I know people where they've gotten their charts read and it has really made such a huge difference in their life. So I'm not against it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try that Astro Car 3, whatever it's called, where they they tell you your ley lines. And I talked to an astrologer who somebody recommended, and he was very good. I really liked him. And it was very interesting to me. This is where I do things open-minded, you know? And, and after the reading, we like 
he told me some of the places to live and and how Marin is like not, you know, not the best place for me. And I left that reading and I went off to play tennis. And I'm sitting, Marin is beautiful. And I'm sitting on the tennis court playing and having a great time. The weather's amazing. And I'm looking around me and I'm like, like, I don't want to go to a club. I don't know if I want to move. This is incredible. So then I go back to that place of, oh my goodness, am I supposed to move? Am I not supposed to move? So I was kind of getting all confused and I bring all of this for a reason. And you're going to see as I take you through the chakras, how this is going to help you and how it changed my life too. Well, that just got downloaded today. I didn't realize I was doing that, but how getting clear about your choices is super important. That has been amazing for me. And it's always amazing for me. So I sat down in meditation with my guides and I was like, okay, I need to know what's going on because I'm continually looking for places to move, trying to figure out the right place. I'm not going to move like I did here. Like my realtor said to me, she goes, I think you just stood in front of a mat and just waved your finger around and then landed in the place that you live. She goes, I don't, you don't know why you're here. I don't know why you're here, but you just kind of randomly picked it. She's like, I've never met anybody like you. And it's been a really great experience for me. It's been one of the most amazing experiences because I moved someplace where I didn't know a soul. And it's been such like, there's so many stories, but like I said, I'm not going to tell those stories until I leave here. (laughs) Otherwise I'll have no friends at all. But so I was sitting in meditation with my guides and I'm like, all right, so I need to know about this move. I need to know what's going on. And they said, we don't want you concentrating on the move until next year. Your soul needs to evolve to another level. And I was, I understood what they meant because they knew that I had to go through, they have to, I have to go through certain things before I really decide where I'm going to live. What they also did too was the move was representing something that I wanted to create in my life and they had to take it off the table so that I create it in my life now. They did something like this in LA too. When I was ready to leave LA, they weren't telling me where to go, but they were telling me what to do because they said, you can't leave LA because look, I was done with LA and wanted out, but I had a great life in LA too. They were like, you can't leave LA because you need to escape. You have to leave LA because you want to leave LA. That's my dog barking in the background, but I'm not going to stop. So they said to me, you know, we just want you to take it off the table right now and just focus on growing your soul. And when the time is right, and they gave me a timing, I'm not going to share right now. They said, you will know exactly what you need to do. So I was like, okay, great. And I, I took the things that I wanted this move to create for me. And I started creating them now. And that's the power of choice. That's what I want to teach you because so many of you are waiting until your life changes, until you you have the money you want, or you have the job or the relationship, or even the health. Like I know health can be so tricky because it doesn't, it takes away your energy to move forward, but we can always be moving forward in some way. Now, many people are up against certain things that of course are not in my experience. So Whenever I share stuff like this, I want to be very clear to say that I am sharing it from my experiences, from my knowledge, even from the students I've worked with. And I respect people's places in their life and what they go through. But I also know from my experiences, which I feel are pretty vast in terms of what people go through, because I'm very good at observing and listening and, and my own experiences, I do feel that we always have moments where we can make better choices. And we can make some kind of choice that is moving us through a period of feeling stuck into a feeling of movement. 
So I want to talk about that today because I feel it's very important, especially now as we end 2020 and I'm preparing to do this class and we move into 2021. So now with this newfound clarity and this taking the move off right now, but still thinking about it, you know, you should see my weather app. It's got like 20 locations on it because I'm constantly checking the weather and all these different locations that I'm interested in because weather is super important to me. And um, it's still there, but it's not at the forefront. So I started focusing on the things that I wanted to manifest no matter where I am. And it's been so incredible, like kick-ass incredible, the things that I've been able to bring forward into my life. So it's just like, it's just really, really good. And it's really good for you to do it no matter where you are. And it's worked so much for me that one of my uh, closest friends who's been going on this journey with me and knows all about this, that we talked the other day and she's like, man, you sound so peaceful. And the reason that I sound so peaceful is because I'm making these really powerful decisions in the moment. I'm not waiting for something to happen in order for my life to change. And that's what I want to really create with you. That's what I want to teach you today. I want to show you that when you focus on something that you want to create in your life and then you let go of it and you get into the journey and you make very powerful choices you start creating these magical moments that really go on this thread, just creating more magical moments, more opportunity, more uh, things start coming into your path, things that you desire, not things that you don't desire. So I get super clear about what it is I want to create. I visualize it. I create vision books about it. I talk to my guides about it. And then in every, and then I let go because I know that my guides have a much more magical experience set up for me than I have for myself, because I am dreaming based on past experiences or limitation, even if I think I'm not, even if I think it's like the sky's the limit, they still are like, Haha, we have something even bigger and greater. And I know they prove that to me when, with this move, because I'm a city girl. I grew up in Brooklyn. I grew up in LA. I would have never known what it was like to live in this type of nature, this incredible place where you know, I'm seeing like a bobcats coming towards me and I'm like, yo, dude, you got to back up. You know, that's where I get really Brooklyn in the forest and the bobcats coming towards me wanting to play with me and my dogs. And I'm like, no, sorry, you're not invited. Get the fuck out of here. Or I have this moment where I go into the woods and I'm always asking, it always happens when I ask a really profound question about my business and I come upon an owl, this one particular owl and I have videos and pictures of it. That could have never been in my imagination because all I knew was pigeons and squirrels, you know? And now I'm in this magical place. So I want you to really get into the magic of your life and the co-creation. I'm so passionate about this, especially as we, we move into this new energy, which is why I'm teaching this class. And again, you can read about it at membershipforyoursoul.com. And no matter what, whenever you're listening to this, this is going to benefit you. So one of the things that the other reason why I want to say this to you is like, I remember my acting coach would say to me um, when I was acting, studying acting. It's all about the journey. You guys have to enjoy the journey. And at that time in my life, I was like, fuck you and the journey. Just give me the job. You know, I was just so like, no, but I understand it now. I understand how amazing the journey is and how being in the moment with your guides and saying yes to things you want to say yes to and saying no to things you don't want to do. It's very easy for me to feel something and be like, I'm not doing that with no apologies. Sorry, count me out. And I say yes to the things I want to do, which creates more yes moments in my life. That's what I want to teach you. 
And I can't tell you how many times I've worked with students or clients and they're waiting for something magical to happen before they start living their life. And I want that to stop too. I want you to make powerful choices in the moment. I, I, you know, students that like readings I used to do where I'd be like, I want to win the lottery. Look, I have no problem that you want to win the lottery, but you have to believe you want to live the lottery, win the lottery, which is what we're going to talk about in the first chakra, which is about belief systems. You have to believe it. And then you have to stop waiting to win the lottery before you start living your life. Like cut that shit out. It used to annoy the crap out of me. Or another one is, you know, I'm waiting for that magical person, that partner. And they would tell me all about that partner. And I'd be like, dude, that partner is going to come into your life and go, you're a frigging mess. I'm not dating you. Like get your shit together, get your energy up, get your vibration up. You want to meet that magical partner, be the person that you want to be with that partner now, because then that person's going to come into your life and go, whoa, you're great. Instead of like coming into your life going, oh my goodness, like you're like a mess. I'm not dating you. I got my shit together. So get into these choices. Super important to get into these. So I want to, I'm checking my recording because <laughs> I, I went on and it didn't record it. That was not pretty. So I want to go through all the chakras and really talk to you about it. But before we do that, I want you to think about something you desire. And I want you to really make it the sky's the limit. I don't want to hear I'm too old. I don't have money. It's never going to happen to me. I don't want to hear any of those excuses. Instead, I want you to be like, okay, the sky's the limit. I'm going to work through these powerful choices. I'm going to learn how to do this. I'm going to trust that the outcome is going to be even greater. And I'm going to make this happen because you can. Okay. So let's talk about the first chakra, which is the base chakra. It's the root chakra for me. It's the color red. I'm going to go through my colors too. And some of you may be like, those aren't the colors of the chakras. Cause I've heard that before. I don't really care. These are my colors. And the reason why I don't care is because today I was in my root chakra and it was purple. It's normally red. So when I teach my students a clairvoyance exercise and I'm like, and I take them through the chakras and I'm like, if it's another color, pay attention to that because that's information. Color is information for me. So I know when purple's in my root chakra, they're talking about higher spiritual truths. So the root chakra for me is about um, belief systems, material, making money through spiritual beliefs, making money through spiritual truths. Spiritual truths can be like, I'm a writer, I'm an author, uh, I'm a teacher, I'm a coach, I'm an accountant. It's whatever you are. It's what really aligns with your soul and you're making money through it. It's about safety. There's so much in the root chakra, but we're not going to go through everything. We're just going to go through some of the things. So mainly it's about your belief systems. What is a belief system that you have, a belief that you have that is keeping you from your dream that you may need to rewrite? And this could be a belief system like I have to work really hard to get what I want, or I'm too old, or like I said, I'm not good enough, or I'm not safe, um, I'm afraid, nothing ever really works out for me. Those are belief systems that keep you stuck. So you want to take your goal and you want to look at it and you want to write belief systems that really support your goal. And whether you believe that belief system or not, it's really great to take a look at it. You know, it's really great to take a look at the belief system that's not supporting you and a belief system that would support you. And then really concentrate on that new belief system. So when the old belief system shows up, you're too old. Cause I hear that one a lot. That's why I'm saying it. Be like, I am at the perfect age. I'm at the perfect place in my life to make this happen. So that's the belief system. You just want to be able to say to yourself, when that other belief system is trying to creep in. 
So when I was writing this up, I was like, okay, I got to share some of my belief systems. And what's interesting is I'm in a new belief system place where I'm trying, where I'm working on new things, right? And I'm like, ooh, I got to do some work here. So I recognize some belief systems have to rewrite. But one of my old belief systems was it's always my fault. No matter what, it's my fault. Because my mother made me feel that when I was younger, that it was always my fault. If something happened in my grammar school and the nuns were saying, you know, Marilyn did blah, 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 even if I didn't do it, my mother would be like, it's your fault. And so that was ingrained in me. And I had to really work on that one because things would happen. And I'm so quick to apologize. I'm so quick to say I'm sorry because it's always my fault. So I started, I was first conscious of it. And then I started rewriting it in myself and I started pausing. And I do have a habit of like, even on the tennis court, I'll be like, I'm sorry, but I don't, I, it doesn't bother me that stuff. But I rewrote this. It's not my friggin' fault all the friggin' time. And when something happens, I pause, I take a look at it and I recognize who has responsibility in it. And if I have responsibility in it, I have to say something like the poop bags on the street. Okay, stop putting the poop bags on the street. That's my responsibility. But don't freaking go to the cops. That's your responsibility. So you, ha- I have to get that. So another time that this happened was I wanted to share, I want to share stories in each chakra so you can, you can see how it's in play. So I started rewriting. It's not always my fault. I'm done with that story. And I get a text. This is when I was living in Sherman Oaks and my neighbor and I really didn't get along. One of my neighbors. And she sends me a picture of a birdcage on the floor out in her backyard. And she said, Marilyn, does your cat have my bird? And I'm like, are you serious? What? Does my cat have your bird? And yeah, I had a terror of a cat that would go out and roam around. But why is your birdcage outside on like on a low level thing? My cat isn't the only cat out there. There were all sorts of predators out there. So it was a moment where, first of all, I The cat didn't bring the bird to me. So I don't know if my cat was the cat who caused the problems. Is my cat a troublemaker? Yeah, totally. This is the cat Mirden who, if you go to my Instagram page, you'll find a picture of him peeing in the sink and just looking at me like, what you going to do? But I didn't take responsibility for it. Where in the past, I would have been like, oh my goodness. I would have been devastated, like, especially about animals. This freaking cat, why did this cat do it? I would have did to the cat what my mother did to me. Like, it's all your fault. What were you doing? I know you like birds. I know the birdcage was on the floor, but it's your fault. So I didn't take responsibility. I said, the cat didn't come home with your bird. So I don't think it was my cat. I'm really sorry. Maybe don't put the cat, the bird on the floor where a predator can get it and hang it up high or bring it in the house. So that's one of those moments where you have to rewrite the belief system. And you want to make sure those belief systems are really in alignment with your goals, because if they're not, they're going to hold you back. And here's the beautiful thing about this work. I always say ease and grace. I say, God, okay, I got it. I'm observing it. Now I'll I'll learn it and observe it with ease and grace. (laughs) So rewrite the belief system and then become conscious to it where the old belief system shows up. And in the moment, rewrite it. And you're going to be making some really powerful choices. So the second chakra, which is below the navel for me is creativity. So it's orange. It's where I feel creativity lives. I feel all our souls are creative. And creativity is definitely a place where you want to be in your choices, right? You want to be making creative choices. Really, is this feel creative? What is creative to me? 
what isn't creative to me? Because when we're creating, think about it, it's all creation, right? We're creating a goal. We're creating a dream come true. We're creating in every moment towards that thing. So creativity is a great place to be. And it's really great to get into your creativity, even if you think you're not creative. So playing with color, coloring things, uh, listening to music, making up songs, anything that makes you feel creative could be knitting. It could be walking in nature and you're playing with certain natural elements, you know, anything that that inspires creativity is going to open the door to more creativity. So I was raised thinking I wasn't creative because I was told I wasn't creative. Now, I love my mother, so this isn't a thing about my mother, but she was very creative and told she wasn't creative. Therefore, that got passed down the line to me. So I started playing with my own creativity and I think it was in my late 20s or yeah, pretty much mid to late 20s early thirties, I went to a Catholic retreat because I was raised Catholic and I was attending a really fun church at that point. And I went to this retreat and it was all this creativity. Like they were like, write a poem. And I wrote a poem and I read the poem out loud. And then they had us go. I can't remember. I did like three or four things, but these are the two things that stood out. They said, you know, go make a piece of art. And I went outside and I grabbed all these little things from nature and a piece of clay. And I I made a tree with actual branches and leaves and it was really fun. I was just in it. I wasn't trying to be good at it. That's another thing about creativity. The best thing to do is to play with something you don't want to be, you don't need to be good at. Like when actors used to come to me for readings, I'd be like, oh, you need to go like paint. You need to go color. You need to go sculpt. You need to do something you don't have to be good at so you can get back into your creative muscle. And so I did these things at this retreat and I presented them because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an introvert, but I can be an extrovert at times. And this girl in the room was sitting where I used to sit thinking she wasn't creative. And she's like, oh my goodness, you're so creative. And I was able to receive it and like, oh, wow, I am, I am creative. And I gave her the poem, I believe, and the sculpture I made to remind her that she was creative. I said, you know what? You're creative too. And I shared my story and gave it to her. So play, play, play. Creativity is everything. Third chakra, above the navel, yellow light. And for me, it's trusting your intuition. It's intuition. It's also clairsentience. But to me, clairsentience is similar to intuition for me. Clairsentience is sensing things. So do you trust your intuition? Do you trust it? Are you making choices based on your intuition? Are you not making choices based on your intuition? You want to know how you are with your intuition. And people are always asking me, how do I learn to use my intuition more? And I'm like, unfortunately, this is one tool that when you go against it, that's how you learn how to use it. Because we all know what it's like when we went against our intuition and we're like, oh, why do we do that? Why do we do that? So one of my intuitive stories is, I can't believe I'm going to tell a story, but I am. I met this woman on my block here. I'm not going to say her name. And we used to walk together and through our walks together, let's just say we weren't for each other. We'll just leave it at that. I was like, you're a little crazy. And she, I could tell she thought I was going through a lot. I was going through extreme pressure and stress. And she was one of these people that's like, everything's great. Everything's love. Everything's wonderful. Everything's amazing. And I, I'm all good for that if it's grounded in reality. If it's just grounded in fluff, I, I want to drop kick people when they're like that. I just can't stand it. So we 
we, we were talking a little bit towards the end. And I was like, we just, we, we both knew we were not for each other. And she told me about this woman she met. And I'm going to say her name is Frances, totally changing her name. And she's telling me about this woman, Frances, and she's this amazing shaman and she does ayahuasca. And I don't, I won't do ayahuasca, but she's like, you have to meet her. She's so incredible. She's this guru, blah, blah, blah. I don't like gurus either, but she was going on and on and on about this woman, how incredible she was. And she's telling me about her experience. She's like, I'm going to have you over for dinner so you can meet her. And my intuition's like, nah, something wrong. Something's wrong here. Mm-mm. Feels wacky. Feels a little crazy. But I don't know. I don't know the woman. So I go and take a yoga training. And guess who's in the class? Francis. And I didn't realize it. And I met Francis. And Francis and I having a conversation. And I, she asked me what I did and I told her, and then I asked her what she did. And she's like, I don't label myself. And she got really egotistical on me right away. And I was like, whoa, whoa, this is like our first conversation. I was like, I'm not going anywhere near you. I am not going anywhere near you. And, um, as things unraveled, my intuition was correct because many stories came out. And many people shared their experience. And I don't want to get into it because like I said, I'm still living here. But lo and behold, towards the end of our training, my neighbor saw her and I made the connection. I had a feeling it was her, but I couldn't remember the name. And she was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe she's in this class. Oh, this is amazing. This is, and it was her. And I was like, holy mackerel. My intuition was so right on. My intuition was right on when she was talking about the person. My intuition was right on when I met her. And in those moments, sometimes I could trip myself up. I could be like, am I competitive? And it's not my nature to compete with other people. My nature is more to compete with myself. I can be very competitive with myself on the tennis court in my own, like when I want to learn something. So I just had a a whole thing about, we'll talk about competition down the line because I had a thing, talked to one of my students about this and we were sharing stories. So that's intuition. You want to trust that because say I didn't trust my intuition. And I was like, yeah, I want to meet her. It would have been a very, very bad experience for me. And um, somebody had shared their experience with me and that was not good. So, but I'm not here to bad mouth people. I'm just here to say, not for me. How's that? Let's leave it at that. So trust your intuition when you're making powerful choices towards your goal. And don't beat yourself up when you make a choice against your intuition. Recognize that's a learning moment where you get to use your intuition more. You're like, oh, I get it. I have another cool story about South Minio and intuition, but I'm going to save that. I am going to introduce that story in January because it'll give me um, over the holidays time to start pulling that together. Okay. Fourth chakra is your heart chakra. It's green. It's where empathic ability lives, but to me, it's also a truth center. So empathic ability is when we pick up people's emotions, physical experiences, physical pain. Um, we can pick up emotions of space, physical space. You can actually feel the physical pain that the person's feeling, or you can pick up the emotional energy. And I talked a bit about this in the past, so I'm not going to go a lot into this, but it's super important to know where your emotions start and where they end because If you're not clear about your emotional state about a specific choice, because you're picking up somebody else's emotional state on it, you're not making clear, powerful choices towards your goal. So you really want to be very clear about your heart. You don't want to shut it down. It's really important. So our empathic ability is so incredibly powerful in such a great way. And it's so good to know where you begin and where you end. 
So I was doing a reading once for this woman and um, she was drinking a juice and she's sitting and she was a client that I'd known for a while. And all of a sudden I got really friggin' nauseous and I was like, oh my goodness, I am really nauseous. I'm really nauseous. And I knew it wasn't mine. I knew it was hers. And then she threw up in her cup. I swear to you, this is the story. And that's when I realized how powerful empathic ability can be. And you definitely don't want to be walking around feeling those feelings. You want to be able to know your feelings and know how to do it. Another time was Mike and I were, Micah was a pet therapy dog at Children's Hospital. And I never worked, I never went on the cancer ward floor for some reason, because they would assign different floors based on the, the log that you would sign in. You would go to the floor that hadn't been visited. And um, I didn't realize it till I was there and I was walking around and doing it. And I went into one room and I'm starting to feel sick. And I went into the room and the poor girl was um, having a really rough day. And I visited with her with the dog and I left and I went into the bathroom. And I was like, I got to leave. I'm, I'm feeling really sick. And I thought it was me. I thought I was sick. And you definitely don't want to be in a hospital if you're feeling sick. So I drove home, made it home, ran into my bathroom, started throwing up and then went to sleep for three hours. And I was fine when I woke up because I realized <laughs> I could just rolled over off the couch. I realized that that was my empathic ability, picking up the energy. So that's physical empathic ability. You can pick up emotional empathic ability too. So there's too many things that I could teach around this. And, and the biggest thing that I'm just going to tell you is know how you feel, know how you feel before you go into a situation and know how you feel when you come out, know your own feelings. And that's going to really help you to balance this out. Know how you feel about the choices you're making. Know how you feel about your goal. You may have moments where you do are afraid of it, or you may have moments where you're really in love with it, you know, and that's okay. Just allow yourself to have those feelings. It's super important and to make yourself okay with it. Now the throat chakra, which is clear audience, clear hearing. So throat chakra is light blue. And it's also about speaking your truth to yourself. So I teach this. It's so super important because Many times you'll say to yourself, I want to be an author. Anybody come an author? I'm going to write. And then that voice comes in. You can't write. You're too old to write. What do you, writers don't make money. What are you insane? And it's not your voice. It's not your truth. It's a voice that you picked up from peers, parents, teachers, whoever it was, or a story you saw. So you want to make sure you're always speaking your truth to yourself. So you definitely want to work on your, your throat chakra and the way that you can work on it. There's so many ways to work on clear audience, clear hearing. Because you also want to be able to hear your higher self giving you those inspiring things to do, right? Here you are making powerful choices. You're saying yes. You're, you're rewriting beliefs. You're in your creativity. You're trusting your intuition. You're, you're knowing how you feel about it. Now you're going to get inspiration. You're going to start hearing those little uh, thoughts. They may sound like your own thoughts. Go left. Go right. Take that class. Go join membership for your soul. Whatever it is, right? And you want to be able to follow it because it's your truth. So that's clear audience because you're opening up your throat chakra. You're going to start hearing this inner wisdom, which is super important. So it's light blue. One of the ways you can work on it is to sing very high vibrational, beautiful songs. That's just one trick that I have. I have so many tricks in this chakra because it's a very, very cool gift to be able to get clear, clear guidance. So it's just... Let, let me tell you a story. So you can, it's just such a cool gift. And this is a story where I didn't pay attention to it. And it's also a story as to one of those moments that I shared early on. So I was like, oh, I'm loving living here. I go to these lakes that I absolutely love. They're so beautiful. I mean, the nature here is outstanding. And I start my hike 
with the dogs off leash and it's an it's a leashed area so don't know i only if i do that most people will do that around here and stuff like that i always leash up my dogs before i see a person or if i see another dog and now i really i don't i'm usually very clear about what's off leash what's not on leash because i i am very responsible with them i don't want them in a whatever it doesn't matter you don't need to know that whole story one day that'll come out so um, I'm heading onto this hike, I'm running and this woman comes up and um, my dogs are a little ahead of me. And I was like, oh, let me get them. And she's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And I was like, okay. And I passed her and she's like, you know, there are wild animals. And I'm like, she goes, starts going off on me. And I just knew she was nuts. And I was like, okay, thank you. And I ran by. And they knew as I was running, I'm like, mm, she's going to cause trouble. This girl's going to cause trouble. I could just feel it. I felt that energy. I felt that wacky, you know, and I'm very responsible with my dogs. So I come around and something tells me to go up the road, a way that I don't normally go towards back towards the thing. And I'm like, so I'm walking up the road and they're, they're off leash and I see ranger and I put them on leash right away and I continue to walk and something's telling me just continue going continue walking continue walking but I didn't know where the road led and I could hear my guide saying this whole thing like I was going to run into the ranger the ranger was going to tell me that this woman said that I had my dogs off leash and I was going to be like no they weren't off leash and he was going to say they had pictures So I ignored all that. Why? I don't know. I ignored going up the road and I went, turned back around and went over the bridge back to the parking lot. And the ranger was hundreds and hundreds of feet away from me at this point. So I figured everything's okay. He's hundreds of feet away. Maybe he's not even looking for me. And I get into my car in the parking lot and I start the car. And all of a sudden I turn around and he's running towards my car. Like he ran far. And I unroll my window. And he's like, you know, somebody said that you had your dogs off leash and you can, and I didn't see it because your dogs were on leash. You can't have your dogs off leash. And I said, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Thank you very much. And then I was like, you know what? And I said to him, they weren't off leash. And he turns around and he goes, she had a picture of you. And I was like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And I was like, okay, thank you. And he couldn't give me a ticket because they were on leash when he saw it. So I roll up my window. I'm driving out of this beautiful hike. And I'm like, what the F? I'm like, why? Why are you doing this to me? I'm like, I'm going to live in Marin. This is great. Everything's beautiful. And then I have this experience. Now, again, like I'm saying to you, I was breaking the law. They should be on leash. I'm very careful. And to tell you the truth right now, I don't do that anymore because I really hate when people's dogs are off leash and my dogs are on leash because I don't like my dogs to meet strange dogs, unless it's an off-leash hike. We go on off-leash hikes and around here and it's great because all the dogs are off-leash. So, And then if I see a dog on-leash, even if it's an off-leash hike, my dogs go on-leash. So this is a whole story because I'm not going to let my off-leash dogs go over to a leash dog. I think that's completely wrong. I also don't let my off-leash dogs go near people. Even if it's an off-leash hike and people are coming towards me and they don't have a dog, I leash my dogs because to me, that's respectful. So that's what I am. So I just want, I have to say that because I know some people are going to be like, well, you shouldn't. I'm very, very responsible. So I left the hike 
And I was like, oh my goodness, they told me exactly what was going to happen. And I didn't listen and it happened. So that was a big moment for me because one, I knew the woman was going to do something. I knew what was going to happen. I didn't pay attention. And then I knew the lesson was, you know, get ready. We really don't want you staying here. Now they had me do that for a reason. So we'll see how the story ends up. I don't know what's going to happen, where I'm going to end up. if I'm going to stay here, whatever's happening. So I'm just, remember, I took that off the table. So you want to be able to listen because it's really important. They're going to give you choices. They're going to give you decisions. They're going to give you moments. Like at that moment, it was, you're not meant to live here, you know? And then the other moment too was be responsible with your dogs. That's okay. I don't have a problem with that. So there you go. You learn in every moment and you want to listen to your throat chakra and you want to speak your truth to yourself. Like my truth to myself is, hey, Marilyn, you know, it is a leashed dog place. So that's a truth to myself. Okay. Moving on. Third eye chakra, indigo, visualization, clairvoyancy, clear seeing. So this is a very powerful tool, right? Because you want to be able to visualize what it is that you desire. You even want to visualize the steps, which is really great. You want to be careful what you visualize. So if your belief system isn't lined up with your goal, you could be visualizing things that are not in alignment with your goal. I tend to catch myself doing this because I will visualize something like I, I had visualized, um, I was having a fly problem and I, it was during the fires and I didn't realize the fires were causing it. And I was freaking out. I was like, oh my goodness, where are the flies coming from? And I started researching flies and I learned about these certain types of flies that move really slow. I can't remember what they're called and they can attach to your screen. And those weren't the flies, but all of a sudden those flies were in my image. Guess what's starting to show up in my bathroom? So you want to be careful. And I, I've done this with a few things, you know, you manifest stuff that you don't want. So focus on the things that you do want and notice when the vision is shifting into something you don't and shift it right away into the thing that you do want. Observation awareness is key for everything. So it's going to be super important that you're aware of that. So you can start your mornings out with a visualization. You can end your nights with a visualization. So um, just know that you can do that. And it's really powerful too. The third eye chakra is so, so important. It's like the story I told about the apartment, visualizing the, the floors and the price and having the parking and visualizing this house and even visualizing my other house. All of that was uh, visualization. I did a vision book where I think I told this story, I'm not sure if I did. I had a picture of Adirondack chairs out on a deck, looking out at these beautiful trees, totally forgot it was there. Before I moved out of Sherman Oaks, I took pictures of the vision book before I got rid of it. I was like, you know, I'm just going to keep some of these pictures. So I have it moved up here, had a designer help me with things. And um, I was living here for a couple of months and I'm going through my phone photos and I see the picture of the Adirondack chairs and I'm like, oh my goodness. And in my hall, I have a big, beautiful picture window that looks out on the trees and there's Adirondack chairs on the deck that this designer bought and put on. And I was like, oh my goodness, it's the same exact picture. The only difference is the Adirondack chairs. I have a white So it's amazing what your visualization can do. So really get into that. I have to work on it myself. doesn't matter how many years you've been doing it. I have a very powerful tool, but it's, you want to get into the habit of using that powerful tool. Okay. And then the last chakra is your crown chakra. So this can help you make powerful choices because you want to be communicating with your higher self. Because when you start envisioning something that you desire, there is a part of you that's already there. I believe in, I don't believe in uh, linear time. I believe there's parallel timelines happening at the same time. And our higher self who's in that image, which is the work I'm going to be doing in this bonus class 
in early January, that's the work you're going to be doing uh, using some tarot cards and stuff. I haven't fully formed it, but you're going to, you bring your higher self into today and you make choices with your higher self. So that higher self is like connection to your guide. It's your first guide. And you're connected with that higher self and that higher self is you're connecting with them through your crown chakra and they're communicating with you about choices you make. Now you can use your higher self. Like I teach when I teach working with your higher self, I break it down. Like my higher self will tell me, help me to eat things or tell me what clothes. One of the first exercises I have my students do is I have them go into their closet and with their higher self and get rid of clothing. Your higher self is so good at creating an image or helping you to create the image and be the person, I should say, really be the person that you're meant to be that's already living that life. So I would take my higher self with me. I'll never forget. I went to Lowman's with her one day because I'm really bad at picking out clothing. And I'm like, I, I don't even care. Like today it's great. You can wear a mask. So you could be talking to your higher self and nobody will know. I have learned how to be like a ventriloquist without throwing my voice because I can talk without moving my lips. And it's really great. So I'll talk to my higher self without moving my lips and she'll answer. So I'll be like, do you, what do you think of this blouse? And so I went into Lowman's with her and I'm like talking with her, going through the clothing things. And then I'm like, really, you want me to wear this? That's crazy. I'm not going to wear that. I don't wear things like that. She's like, go try it on. And I go into the dressing room and I try it on. I'm like, holy shit, that works. Looks great. So that's the work that you can be doing in that chakra. So you have all these incredible chakras that I just taught you about that you could be making powerful decisions with. And I'll summarize it right now. First chakra is belief system. Rewrite a belief system that aligns with that goal. Second chakra is creativity. Have fun. Get creative. Say your goal is to get out of debt. Let's do a goal like that. Well, do something creative. Do something fun. Clip coupons and have fun with them. Make a vision book of of things that you want to buy when you're out of debt, make, write a check to yourself like Jim Carrey did, you know, whatever it is, be creative, have fun. I did a thing where I was finding dimes everywhere. This is before I knew I was doing this work. Like I was, my psychic ability was opening up. I knew something was happening. I was studying dream work. I was finding dimes everywhere I went. And I was living in Manhattan at the time. And I was like, something's with the dimes. What's with the dimes, man? Something's happening. So I started collecting them and I had a bag full of dimes. And I made this art piece with the dimes and I put it over a thing that I wrote out a statement. And my statement was to move to LA to get a different life. And it happened. So dimes are about change. You know, things can change on a dime. And really it kind of, it happened, you know, in a way I, this is why I say ease and grace now, 9-11 happened and that's what pushed me out. So things changed on a dime. I had a dream last night about a quarter. And I picked up a quarter and I believe I threw it into a well. I can't remember, but I remember picking up the quarter. And then this morning I was walking the dogs and I reached into my coat pocket and there's a quarter in my coat pocket. And I know that quarter's in there. I, I forgot that it was there actually. And I was like, oh my goodness, the quarter. Wow. I had this dream last night about the quarter. What does a quarter mean to me? That's big change. So I went through my symbolic library of what quarters mean to me. Cause I was like, I don't know what it, and I sat down and I'm like, quarters, quarters. And then I went through my own symbolic way of learning. So second chakra, get creative. I made that thing of dimes. Third chakra, intuition, trust your intuition. Know when you don't, don't beat yourself up for it. Fourth chakra is um, your heart chakra. Know how you feel, feel about it. And even if you feel afraid, don't worry about it. Don't make yourself wrong about that. See what belief system is making you feel afraid. Go back to the first chakra, rewrite the belief. Fifth chakra, throat chakra, speak your truth to yourself. 
even when you do something like I did that wasn't really the right thing, the poop bags, be truthful about it. Hey, pick up your poop bags. All right, I'm picking them up now. I don't want you to call the cops anymore. Doesn't matter. I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not blaming myself. I'm like, all right, you got to get conscious about that. Six chakra clairvoyancy, visualize, 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 and then crown chakra communicate, especially to your higher self, because it all starts there. Your higher self may be like, hey, you don't believe you can have this. Well, let's rewrite the belief system. And it's a beautiful, magical cycle. All right. So if you're interested in that class, go check it out at membershipforyoursoul.com. Don't worry if you're listening to it after this class. It's still an incredible program. I teach in there. We have such, we have amazing teachers from all over the world in there. And we do, it's an accountability program because there's a lot of live portions to it. The community is amazing. And go over there and you can read about and read and hear the testimonial videos. And you'll really see those are very authentic testimonial videos because I don't like, I'm like, people just tell your story, man. Don't try to sell this. Just tell your story because if it relates to people, they relate to it. They're going to realize it's a great place for them. All right. That was a fun podcast for me to do today with you guys. I, um, I told you some stories and, um, and I hope you got a lot out of that. I think you did. Uh, that was a great download this morning for my guides. I was like, what am I going to talk about? And they were like, let's make choices through your chakras. I'm like, love it. I will talk to you soon. And remember, if you want to reach us, remember to rate, share, and follow. Please, please, please subscribe and follow. And if you want to share anything, please email us at info at whocanitbenowpodcast.com. And I will see you next week. Talk to you soon.